I V M. Hello and welcome to Football Portal. My name is Taru. We are in a very, very weird space where there is World Cup around the corner, and we don't feel like watching football. So, to help understand how to think about what has happened during the past week, I have my friend Yash with me. Yash, what's up? What's up? What's up, buddy? Did you watch any matches, Yash, on the weekend, or are you also fatigued like me? I tried to watch a few games. I definitely watched much lesser football than I usually do because. Uh, The World Cup is so close by that we are almost in World Cup fever, so we are much more focused on national teams, I guess. Talking about national teams, just before we recording this, Gareth Southgate supposedly announced his squad or mm-hmm. his provisional squad for the World Cup or whatever. All the Serie right. A players are missing. Yeah, I think this is a punishment to the English players playing in the Serie A because Italy beat England in the <laughs> finals of the Euros. So yeah, so good players like Tomori and Tammy are missing. So why is Saka and uh, what is the other guy who missed the penalty? Rashford. Why are they there? <laughs> well, I mean, those were sort of like victims, right? Because, <laughs> oh, uh, what? Because <laughs> missing penalties is an age-old English tradition. <laughs> I see. And uh, I guess there was a lot of racist abuse afterwards, which is quite unfortunate. So I see. it would have been bad if they were not included. <laughs> Man. Okay, let's discuss that squad a little. Madison has finally he's broken the door and got his place for the England squad. It must be a vindication for him. Yeah, he's having a great season, and I guess it was like uh, he was playing a little too well for Garrett to ignore him. And with having like twenty six spots in the squad, I'm sure uh, there would have been much outrage if he was not included. Man, that is okay. So let let me just open this. Okay, so this is what Southgate said. I know people talk about being overly loyal, but you have mm-hmm. to have some kind of consistency in your thinking. Then others can come into that and thrive. When well, what did people ask about which player? No, they he- must have asked uh, why are you still persisting with Maguire and other players that he insists on playing. Like Calvin Phillips, who's barely played any football. This season, because I mean, he can't get into that Man City team, and he has injury woes as well. So yeah, he could have taken some other, maybe younger, promising players to this but World you know, Cup. But you know what he said on Maguire? He's one of our mm-hmm. best centre backs. I don't know what which league is he watching, or maybe he's watching <laughs> that four seasons ago when Maguire was in Leicester. Maybe he's watching that season on tape. <laughs> oh man! But England squad, dude. I have to say, I mean, gone on the days when England used to cry about not having talent. This mm-hmm. squad. Look at the midfield: Bellingham, Foden, Mason yep. Mount, Declan Rice, Madison. Mm-hmm. Then you have obviously Harry Kane, Sterling, Grealish, Saka, Callum yep. Wilson. This is crazy. Pretty competent squad because I mean we might bicker about you know a couple of players here and there, but this is a pretty good team to to take to a tournament where you have to what play seven matches. And uh, I, I think four years ago in Russia the squad was not this strong and there was some experience also missing. So Gareth sort of overachieved when you look look at th- that team reaching the semi-finals. But this time around, I I don't think uh, the English fans would accept. A subpar performance from this team. Oh, you mean nothing but a win? The cup has to come home. No, not really. I mean, even the golden generation face like good teams like Portugal and Brazil, and on your day you can lose. But if they, if they lose playing like really defensive football, like they did, did to 
Croatia and Italy in the last two tournaments, then they'll be they'll surely be outraged because there's so much attacking talent there that he can throw on. If he plays a, a very cowardly style where you know he's sitting back and relying on simply his defense rather than yes. you know trying That's to outscore exactly the opponent, then it, there is going to be a problem. That's exactly how he's going to play, yes. So, I don't know what are you talking about, but whatever. No, but it's a good thing. If he does that and he fails, it, it'll be good riddance for England. I mean, they yes. deserve a better manager. Harry Redknapp or Ian Holloway, such marquee <laughs> names, they can come and manage England after that. Okay. Right. So, uh, let's come back to club football a little because on 7th, three days ago, there was the Champions League draw. Mm-hmm. The standout fixture of this draw is it Liverpool versus Real Madrid or Paris versus Bayern? Mm, it's hard to pick, but since last season's final was between Liverpool and Real Madrid, I think that is a standout fixture because, uh, of course, uh, one of them is a Premier League giant and the other has, is absolute European royalty. So, yeah, that is the standout fixture. And there is, I think, three times revenge pending from Liverpool to overcome Real Madrid. Two from There are two finals and I think one quarter-final in very recent time when Klopp has been the manager. Poor Salah, man. I mean, at <laughs> what point will he be able to take revenge? I think he's been awfully quiet and which is a good thing. I I, I don't think this Real Madrid have, team has really got into the stride. Maybe they will by the time March arrives. And if you've been seeing the La Liga matches without Benzema, they seem to be struggling to score goals. So there, there are chinks in the armor, despite them being uh, the defending champions. So, but why is Benzema yeah? So I, I think Liverpool should be quietly confident about this. Why is Benzema not playing for Real Madrid? Is he injured or something? No, it's a fake injury to make sure he plays in the World Cup. Oh, it's not like how Messi has got it written in his contract that from November seventh. He need not play for the club and he can just like be ready for Argentina. I don't think Benzema can mess around with a traditional giant like Real Madrid. With Paris, you can probably get anything done if you're a superstar like Messi. Okay, so Paris, PSG versus Bayern. How dependent is PSG's performance in this fixture? How dependent is it on Brazil and Argentina's performance in the World Cup? Like, if they do well, this fixture no one gives a shit about. If they don't do well, <laughs> then this will become very important for them. Yeah, man. I mean, if, if Brazil win, I'm sure Neymar will be He's partying. Gone. <laughs> and his, I think his birthday or his sister's birthday comes around that time. So, he'll yeah, buy so his own contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it, it, there is sort of heavy dependence. Jokes apart, I think... Uh, it will be like a final achievement for either Neymar and Messi, right? Because the World Cup is the only thing missing from the trophy cabinet. So, I mean, the, whoever wins it will sort of take it easy. And if, if Messi does not win it, I think this is the last time he'll play in the World Cup. So, it will be sort of an end of an era either ways. Okay. On but the other hand, Bayern, the Bayern team is a bunch of youngsters, I think, apart from Muller. So, they'll be ready to go. Did Neymar win the Copa America? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> or we think he did. 2019 Copa America, they won. I um, think. Richard Wilson oh. was like an important player for Brazil. Wow. Time. How the turntables. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, let's look at other fixtures. Milan played Tottenham. Hmm. I, I don't think this Milan team is all that great, huh? I think uh, yes, Tottenham but I don't think this Tottenham team is also all that great. So, yeah. It's yeah. Be that as it may, I think Conte. Facing another Italian team, I, I think he may have uh, Milan's number. I don't think Tottenham will go very far in the tournament, but they might scrape through this round. I wouldn't say they're lucky with the draw, but 
it could have been much worse. Then we have Leipzig versus Manchester City. I mean, at this stage, I'd say uh, it's a tough uh, fixture for City because they've got easier <laughs> ones. Yeah, they have got so many easier ones that this seems like uh, a decent fixture for them. Wow! By and decent, I mean decently tough. Yes. Okay. And let's see what are the other games. Jeez, Club Rouge versus Benfica. Why do I have a feeling that's going to be the match of the round of sixteen? Because they both teams were brilliant in the in the group stages from whatever highlights we saw. And yeah. Uh, yeah, these two teams absolutely deserve to be there. It's not like they got very easy groups or anything. So and and they play. Uh, they they seem to play decent attacking football. So it, it, I think this will be a fun fixture. Usually yeah. the round of sixteen uh, throws up one of these duds where you know. That neither team are going to win this, and uh, the teams are basically just fighting for a spot in the quarterfinals, where which is which will be like a crowning achievement for whichever Dutch or Portuguese team. No, uh, but is I, have, yeah, I, I know that Bruges is Belgian. I know that, but yeah, so this might be a fun game. Yeah, but I have a feeling that they will, you know, they will probably even if they get to quarters, they won't be that easy to beat. Then there is Inter mm. Porto, Dortmund, Chelsea. It's going to, the Tuchel derby is here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh god! And then there's Frankfurt versus Napoli. Enough of this crap. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the real tournament. <laughs> the real the league tournament. <laughs> what? No. Oh, Not, you're talking about the real Europa. European tournament, Europa. Okay. We have mm-hmm. Barcelona versus Manchester United. Yes. I mean, that is going to happen, right? Nobody really cares that much about this extra round of 16. So, I'm, I'm fully going with the conspiracy theory that there were hot balls that picked out this guy. Come on. It's, it's an easy fixture <laughs> for Man- Manchester United. The only way it's an easy fixture for Manchester United is, is if uh, Barca haven't already won the league by February. If Real Madrid are giving them a tough time in the league, they might sacrifice this this tournament, which because it's not prestigious enough for Barcelona. So yeah, right. that's the only way it'll be easy. Otherwise, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, they have a bunch of individuals who are playing well, like Rafinha and uh, Dembele and Gavi Pedri and all that. I don't know, man. And of course, Lewandowski. Lewandowski against this defense, I'm I'm not so sure because uh, uh, Lisandro Martinez is missing the first tie due to suspension first leg. That way, mm-hmm. okay. There is this Juventus versus Nantes. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? What is happening? Why is Juventus playing Nantes? Yeah, because they are a fallen giant, and this is the fun part of Europe, right? You play all these. Yeah. Games. Then there's Roma versus RB Salzburg. Whoa. That's going to be decent. Ajax versus the Bundesliga leaders Union Berlin. Oh, they have fallen down finally. They Bayern have? have taken over. Yeah, Bayern have taken over. When when did this happen? Season. Didn't you just say last week that you know Union Berlin? We we, we just spoke about it. And now Maybe, but I, I, I checked. I checked like right just before the podcast, and Bayern have taken the lead. Oh shit! I yeah, they're four points behind because yeah. Union Berlin for two consecutive matches lost and drew. Oh, done over the that league is done. That league is done. Okay, all right. Let's take a break right now. After the break, mm-hmm. let's talk about this EFL Cup. Let's muster the courage and for <laughs> one final time this uh, calendar year, let's see who is what matches we are going to watch on the weekend. So stay tuned to Football mm-hmm. Total. All right, welcome back to Football Twaddle. Yash, before yes. we get to EFL Cup, who has mm-hmm. been your player of the week? I think it has to be Mo Salah, who's back to his best. And oh, come on. Oh, God, you're such a, like, you know, you're like those fans. A goal, Mardia, he's back to his best. 
So he scored a couple of goals in an important match for them. It's important for Liverpool to take points of teams like Tottenham if they're going to finish in the top four. This was a consequential game uh, season point of view. You know who is my player of the week? Leon, Leon Bailey. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, Emery and Good Evening have come back to hunt Manchester United. <laughs> I mean, let's talk a little about that game. Aston Villa, I have not seen them play like that ever because we believe only in superlatives, right? I don't think Aston Villa <laughs> have played better football than that day ever. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's with Emery having Manchester United's number? That's such a weird thing. Irrespective of the manager, Emery comes top. Yeah, it's some sort of a voodoo that United have to get over, I guess, because I think he's here to stay. I think he's he's too good for Aston Villa, man. I mean, he's a pretty decent manager. He needs could be at a much better, bigger club. Yeah, but why did he? So there must be a reason why he went to Aston Villa, no? He was at Villarreal. Villarreal is like a very small city in ah, like but rural was, Spain where he was playing. And at, I guess Birmingham is a much bigger city, and uh, the Premier League uh, gives you a lot of exposure. So you think and, and wants, Aston Villa have a lot of money? I'm sure they're giving him a hefty raise as well. You think he wants to replace Mikel Arteta at the Arsenal? <laughs> no, I think he's already done that. So. All right. Okay. I mean, we don't know what his next step will be. Maybe he. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I seriously don't know what where he's going and why he took his this job apart from the obvious reasons that I've mentioned before. Yeah. Okay. I didn't watch this game, Tenilavan, but Chelsea mm-hmm. versus Arsenal, right? And who is okay, this okay. guy who scored the goal? Who is this Mogadishu? Like, Kone? Who is this guy? <laughs> Gabriel, man. That's his last name. Gabriel Magalhaes. Like, so it's the defender, defender Gabriel, the centre back. Man, but this Arsenal, they're just not losing. I guess uh, the World Cup has come around at the wrong time for them because they're just raking up the points by hook or crook. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, this is such vindication mm-hmm. for Arteta as we speak because after the brick bats and abuses he's taken mm-hmm. over the last two years or three years, he somehow put The up- process is paying off and a lot of people have seen uh, the Arsenal documentary uh, All or Nothing for comedic reasons, but... What comes across is that their uh, the owner's son, Josh Gronke, is really involved with Arsenal and he said a very important thing that, you know, although we have owned this club for a while, like we have had proper control only after we pushed out Usmanov like four years ago. And since then, there's been working with a plan. Why? Uh, yeah, sure. Which is sort, which is yes, because sort of you won, like okay, he said it last year, and he has to say such things. But come on, mm-hmm. what was the plan? No, but look at it this way, right? Since they have pushed out Usmanov almost every uh, transfer window, we come up with this joke that Arsenal have won the transfer window. But I mean, there's no smoke without fire. They have bought decently. They have. Uh, I mean, the, most of their signings have worked out well for them. Even Partey, who was a big failure in his first window, has worked out well for them. And it's not like they're fluking all these wins, right? Maybe Arteta had to learn a lot on the job, which is why he finished eighth a couple of times and he failed to get into the Champions League. But fine, maybe, you know, credit where it's due. They didn't sack him and now they're in this yeah. position. Yeah, I mean, that you had to give credit to them, you know. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. He's such a happy... Trigger happy world. They stuck yep. with him and they're like, Ki chalo, mm-hmm. yaar, we believe in you, like whatever. But I wonder yeah. what was how was Usman stopping them from doing the transfers? I never understood. Yeah, even I don't know the details of it, but we know for a fact that there was there was some tussle between the two ownership groups over there, right? 
Wow. So maybe he had some influence when it came to signings or whatever. Apart from that, I mean, Wenger was Wenger must have had a lot of control over there, which Arteta clearly does not. Yeah, so yeah, so true. I don't know, man. Maybe I mean, of course, Josh would want to take a lot of credit for the success there and want to present, you know, a, a very positive side towards the ownership. But whatever happened seems to be working. I mean, they seem Arsenal seems to be much more uh, coherent than what it was for almost a decade. I mean, yeah, you have to give credit where it's due, and clearly Arteta is doing well. Now shift back. Did you watch? Having said all of that, did you watch the mm-hmm. EFL Cup? No, no. <laughs> it's, it's a little too late. I have just, I've been just watching highlights. Okay, let. I was just going through the the scores, right? Oh, by the way, Jesse Lingard finally scored since you've been asking <laughs> yes. so often, and, and he he scored against a team that you would want him to score against. <laughs> Brentford. <laughs> no, no, he scored against Tottenham. In the EFL Cup. In the EFL Cup, okay. Oh, oh yeah. man. Who all scored? Look at this. Jesse Lingard, one of my favourites. And Atletico Madrid ex-player Renan Lodi. They score. And they, just to make it a little tough for themselves, they get a guy called Sentoff also in the 75th minute. But Nottingham Forest beat Tottenham 2-0. And Arsenal lose to Brighton 3-1. Liverpool scrape and just beat Derby. Man City beat Chelsea. West Ham lose to Blackbird Rovers 9-10 on the penalty shootouts. Dude, there have been only penalty shootouts in this award. Southampton beat Sheffield in penalty shootout. Brentford lost in penalty shootout. Newcastle won in penalty shootout. What is this? Like, did they even take this tournament seriously or they just waited for penalty shootouts? Maybe they're all uh, giving... Maybe this was like a conspiracy by all the players are going to the World Cup to, you know, practice penalty shootouts in tough situations. <laughs> I feel there are going to be a bunch of penalty shootouts in this world. Wow. Let me check. Did Saka miss a penalty in this? <laughs> no, no. Arsenal got beaten. Oh, in regulation. In normal time. All right. Okay. Before we speak about what fixtures we're going to watch this weekend, what's happening in Qatar? What's with the negative press? Is it just that they don't have a good PR agency or like what is happening? No, I mean, we know for a fact that Qatar doesn't have the best of um, human rights, a human rights record, right? Uh, so, I mean, all of these are coming, uh, stories are coming out because now the World Cup is nearby and there's a lot of focus on it. And uh, I think all the outrage is rightly so. I don't think the World Cup is going to get cancelled or should get cancelled because of, you know, what's happening there. I don't know how those responsible are going to be held to accountability or I'm sure the like people at the very top can easily throw someone under the bus, some contractor or something to penalize yeah, them no, rather than, I you know, taking the actual responsibility. Forget that. There's that and there's this LGBTQ. You know, in 2018, oh, yeah. in 2018 mm-hmm. Russia obviously was getting enough bad press. Right. Putin basically told all the gangs in Russia to pipe mm-hmm. down during World Cup time right? and just not do anything. And mm-hmm. they just let people be for like a month and a half. And then they did whatever they had to. Like, it's not very hard, you know, even if you're an authoritarian regime to yeah. just... Russia can do that. Qatar is a very small country and it doesn't right. even have gangs. Yeah, It's because- just the police that the state will has, has to order to like not be... Yeah, it's like why? It's very easy. Hire a good PR agency and then mm-hmm. just like ask everyone to just shut up. You don't need Qatari officials to reply saying that, yes, <laughs> I'm very happy <laughs> these gays are not allowed. Like, what the f- man? Just like, why can't you just shut your mouth? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just overzealous bureaucrats trying to prove that they 
they are doing the right thing <laughs> they want the king's favors. different audience they want the king's favors yeah and their audience is completely different right their audience is you know gulf and middle eastern people who are uh, that is not the most progressive part of the world for lgbtq rights so yeah yeah anyway i hope they just pipe down on it there's a decent world mm-hmm. cup that happens yeah. uh, okay let's talk about this the games you are going to watch this weekend let me start off i'm going to watch newcastle versus chelsea will mm, our club will our that's club that's a big one it's, it's a yeah. top four clash <laughs> yeah it, uh, yeah sure top four clash but will our club if they even if they ensure a draw or win we will remain in top four before i think psychologically it will be very important right I mean, whether newcastle finish in the top four or not it's it will be a it will be a statement for sure correct but i have a feeling chelsea will probably draw this game or something so i am predicting a 1-1 for newcastle versus chelsea and it's right before the world cup no one wants to get injured i don't know do you think people are just not going to go for tackles and all that bull crap now uh no man i th- i think premier league is important enough the stakes are high enough and there are enough countries that are not going to the world cup where players know that you know the next month off so i, I, I think those players will really try hard Okay, what are you watching, Yash? I will watch Fulham versus Manchester United. Oh, I know. Because let all Raven all, Cottage, all Mitrovic fans, let us unite and celebrate <laughs> this great man and his achievements in the world of. Is football. he fit? Is he fit for the weekend? He must be. No, let me just Google this. Must not be very hard. Let me find out. Mitro Alexander Mitrovic, a big injury doubt for Fulham clash with Manchester United. <laughs> Ah, darn. But yeah, Fulham played really well against City on the weekend. I mean, they eventually ended up losing to a last-minute penalty. So, oh yes, like Raven Cottage I mean, I is. I want to talk about it. Was that actually a penalty? Ah, whatever. I mean, I, he he did uh, kick his leg. The whole the fall was definitely dramatic, but I don't have complaints against it. Despite I mean, wanting City as to a lose. modicum of neutrality, if you don't have complaints against it, yes, I will <laughs> let it go. All right. On that note. we are All done right. i think from next week we are not going to talk about this club football yes. i have a schedule in mind which we will discuss mm-hmm. offline and from next week onwards till december some end of december it's all world cup yes all right yes take care man bye 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 bye